right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next installment of the SUS News Podcast Series, where we interview newsmakers and discuss news and applications important to the global unmanned technologies community. I'm your program host, and I'm not from Essex, if you couldn't tell, Patrick Egan, and I'd like to say hello to our co-host, Gene Robinson. Gene. Hello. How are you today, sir? Hey, you know, it's uh, it's another beautiful day here in California. Glad to be back from um, cold southern South Dakota. Um, you know, it is a little bit, I like a little bit better here to climb. Anyway, we're going to march right on into this. I know that uh, Gene is calling in live from, where are, you, where are you, Gene? I am in sunny San Diego as well. Patrick, we're at the AFCEA show. That's the Armed Forces Communications and Engineering Association show. It's typically where you have, uh, you know, uh, a lot of vendors that are, you know, looking to go to the to the military and show their wares. We've got obviously the big names like Flexora and you know, Whitby and and those folks who are here. The big I guys. Sh- you know. I should probably be there, but uh, you know we're we're trying to save some money right now with the army. <laughs> well, I, I think that's uh, pretty well understood. Everybody out here is talking the, the same buzz that uh, the the budgets have dried up and there's not any money to really do much shopping today. But they are still here and they are still going to put as many wares as they can out in front of them. Well, you can always window shop if you could get the money to travel. Um, all right. Well, hey, uh, that's good. Well, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see that you're there. You were there. Are you vending or, or are you uh, part of a panel? Uh, what, what are you doing there, Gene? Actually, uh, I'm a guest of uh, a company called Information Processing Systems. We are putting together an integrated package to be able to use unmanned aircraft, ROV, UUV, and UGV data into a cohesive package and distribute it, working with some of the ESRI folks and the GIS stuff, trying to get uh, some of that integrated as well. So, I mean, it's as much fun for me to come and work with these guys and integrate some of the stuff that we do. And uh, it's it's been pretty educational so far, just uh, in the day that we've spent setting up and working with them. Excellent, excellent. We'll have to hear a report about that next week. Um, any other news stories catch your attention this week? I mean, there's always a lot of stuff going on, um, but but anything in particular catch you this week? Well, of course, you know, the military budget thing has probably been the first and foremost on my mind, and that has uh, apparently taken quite the toll. Uh, there's a lot of folks that are in the air, aerospace industry that are beginning to lay off people, which mm. is pretty interesting. And uh, I'm sure you since you work for the, the Warfighter and are in that game, you can probably comment a little bit further on that, can't you? Yeah, well, it's just, uh, you know, I, I had the, uh, <clears throat> I got the sit down and the, you know, let's not, we're not spending anything until further notice. We got, uh, we got to wait for a budget. I'm a little, let's say, uh, I, I'm a little, uh, I got some concern there because I don't think we've had a budget for, what, we're almost five years in now with no budget. <laughs> So I'm a little concerned there, but, you know, hey, uh, I'm a hustler, man. I'm out here, and uh, I'll make it, you know. I got other things going on, and, um, you know, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get it together. Um, one thing I did want to talk about, I've been, you know, talking to people around the world, and, um, you know, one 
Uh, lots of positive feedback about the podcast. People really think we're uh, we're we're providing a service to the community that has never existed, and that with that we have a responsibility. There's always there's always this responsibility, you know. But we have a responsibility to disseminate this information to the public, try and help people understand um, what's really going on out here, um, you know, in the in the community. And I understand that, and I think we do that. Mr. Kitty, knock it off. Jesus, I work for this guy over here. Anyway, one other uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about is uh, I did hear some um, scuttlebutt about the test centers. And we may hear some information in mid to late February about uh, really? some, and that's what I'm hearing. Now, I'm going to venture a guess that several of these test centers will uh, be in close proximity to certain DOD vendors, where maybe where they're currently testing, or, you know, current uh, or convenient proximity for their needs. You know, that's what I'm, that's, that's the, uh, if I had to do my Karnak, that's what I would do. But, you know, well, I, you tell me, am I wrong? You think it'll be subsidized for small business guys to come out like you and fly for $500 a week? Am I all wrong? What What do you think? I, that's pretty unlikely, but I think you can probably make a couple of pretty safe bets. Go ahead and throw a couple out there. I'm going to say Fort Sill and New Mexico State. What do you think? I'm going to throw those two out. What do you well, think? New Mexico State's already got pretty much has a test center. You can go out there and you can get, uh, you know, as Doug Doug came on and told us, you, you could come out there and get in the program. But I have a feeling there's going to be one up there somewhere close to the uh, the Boeing in situ facility because where they fly uh-huh. now. Technically. Ben River. Yeah, yeah, technically up there. Uh, you know, what they're doing is, uh, I don't know, that's, that doesn't really jive with current policy, but that's a show for another time. Then I'm thinking down here, you know, people were telling me anything in California was crazy talk. But uh, the more I look at that, that China Lake, uh, Southern California deal, boy, you could you could uh, hit a couple of uh, big vendors right there. And, uh, you know, I, that's all I'm going to say for right now on that one. I don't think we're going to see the $500 a week thing, you know. Uh, and- I don't think that's going to work. It's hard to hard to support, you know, radar and infrastructure and roads and people. And but that's me. We'll see what happens for sure. Anyway, I want to march into this. This week's episode number thirty-seven is titled "Know Your Animal Rights," and the, and the reason it's it's called that is we have a, a guest on from Shark, and Shark is showing. Jeez, um, oh, I'm going to let Steve Hindi go through that and he's our guest and we're also going to discuss rise of the drones that program the nova program um and that ought to be pretty interesting a lot of feedback from the community is not positive but let's let's start with our guest shark and for those that don't know it stands for showing animals respect and kindness and shark was the group that got shot down a few months back at the pigeon shoot in hamburg pa and so what i'd like to do as we usually, you know, uh, do is we have our guests come on and introduce themselves to the audience with a little bio, what you do, how you got involved with unmanned aircraft. Could you could you help us out with that, Steve? Yes. Good morning, Pat, and good morning, Gene. Uh, thank you for having me on. 
Shark, as you said, stands for showing animals respect and kindness. And we are a not-for-profit uh, animal, um, uh, you know, an animal organization. We try to promote the protection and the proper treatment of animals. And one of the ways, you know, we've, we've got a, we have a long history of um, not not protesting very much, but rather using uh, cameras and video cameras, oftentimes with long-range lenses and, you know, and night capabilities and all that kind of thing, to document and expose the things that we believe are cruel. Because then we give it to the media. Uh, and now, of course, so much on the Internet, we give it to the courts if it, if it applies and to legislators if we're trying to get laws changed. And um, uh, so rather than going out and, you know, telling people what we think, we would rather be able to give them documentation and let them make up their own mind. And that's it's been very successful for us. And a few years back, you know, uh, well, when we're going after some of these issues, uh, the first thing that the people who were mistreating animals do is try to hide. And, you know, I felt, gee, if uh, well, I'm, a, I'm a private pilot for one thing, uh, inactive at this point, but, but I'm I've flown, and um, and we we felt that if if uh, certain things were viewable from the air, that that would uh, that would be very good. And because of my my enjoyment of flying, I you know I started taking up flying uh, small uh, copters. We started out uh, I started out with you know, little blade helicopters, little tiny ones, and then little bigger ones, and and um, then moved into the first generation. Well, actually went to a 500 class tally uh, from there, and that was when I first tried to put a camera on and do some video taping, and you know it, it worked. But then along came the the octocopters, the uh, the the copters and and that worked a lot better. And at this point, I'm flying a Cinestar eight uh, frame and gimbal with uh, microcopter electronics. And uh, boy, we, you know, it's really developed into a quite a, a nice little system. And you know, it's a so I, so I basically I've used my hobby uh, and, and donated what we have shot, what I've shot, in, in, into the organization for its use. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't get paid. I never have been paid. I've always been a volunteer. Uh, but but some of the images, some of the images have been very very effective. Right. Well, you know that that seems to be the uh, the thing again. That saying that the picture is worth a thousand words. So, and, and it sounds like you know this is this is another common thread that we get uh, almost weekly. You know, here you are, uh, you know, an RC hobbyist guy, and you're flying for fun and whatever, and you you know you got like the the, the peanut butter cup deal where you add the camera to it, and you're like, hey, this is kind of cool. And that kind of evolves into something where you say, hey, this is a useful tool. Now, um, you know, to being a hobbyist and so you brought this to this uh, this organization you volunteer to um, and you go out there. And, and I guess, you know, I checked out the website and, and the premise of what you're saying. And so, I mean, you know, uh, you go out here and you're like, OK, well, we're going to try and figure out or discern what's going on in this situation. Um and the one that brought you the most coverage or news coverage just recently was the uh was the pigeon shoot shoot down. Um yeah. 
And, you know, I have to say, I, I get that one a lot and, and another one that we're going to mention later on. But, I, you know, I gave a talk at Silicon Valley three weeks ago, something like that. And that was probably the last time I heard that. And people are like, yeah, well, what do you think of that? Yeah, shooting down drones. I'm like, hey, when you start breaking out the guns in close proximity to people, I'm concerned, personally. People start shooting stuff down. I think that's a little wacko. That's me. But uh, maybe we could talk about that incident a little bit. Well, in order to, in, in order to shoot down the drone, they they were shooting over a rope because you know the drone was uh, they were in one place, we were in another. The drone was you know kind of in between, and so uh, they were they were shooting over roads, over homes. Uh, that stuff's coming down at some point, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it was. Not only was it obviously dangerous, it was expressly illegal. But um, unfortunately, out out in Pennsylvania, um, the places that hold these pigeon shoots have uh, local authorities and sometimes even state authorities who are uh, perhaps more subservient to these shooters than the law. And I, I know that sounds harsh, but I've been dealing with these people for a, a couple of decades, and I'll, I'll, I'll guarantee it's absolutely true. Well, and, and that's nothing new here. I mean, uh, we got the same situation out here in California. They got these these clubs, and I mean, I'm not maligning people that have, are part of uh, hunting clubs, but I guess it's kind of like the country club of old, where you went and did business. And I guess people do that now. They, you know, member of a club and they do business, and it's a social and business thing. So I know what you're talking about. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, see, you know, that's kind of interesting that you say that shooting over roads and everything. So that, that's kind of the thing I'm thinking. You know, that's a little, that's a little wacko. Breaking out the guns is just kind of a weird thing to me. But so you're out there, you're uh, you're taking pictures of these things, and it's not always uh, pigeon shoots. I, I noticed on the website uh, that, that you guys do some other stuff, and maybe you could give the website. Could you could you give folks the website so they could go and see the well, website? Sure. Our, our main website is sharkonline.org. That's all one word, just sharkonline.org. Uh, the one that really has the most to do with uh, the PA situation is pashame.com. Uh, and, 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 and if you go to YouTube, you know, you can, you can do a search on Pennsylvania Pigeon Shoot. And some of the videos that will come up will be, uh, you know, related on, on my flights that I've uh, – shot and donated to the organization not only have we have we documented uh you know some pretty nasty animal abuse but at one point we documented that the landowner of this particular shoot was was also burning burning the, the pigeons and uh, and other garbage and was throwing tires in there as an accelerant which of course is expressly illegal and highly unwise on an environmental basis so it's um it, it's it's the equipment is doing some incredible work that really I think is helpful to just about everybody who cares about the environment, animals, the law, and uh, unfortunately the the FAA is is a little bit down on it. Uh, they're trying to say that this is a commercial thing, but it really isn't. I mean, I'm, I'm doing it as a as a hobby, and uh, and you know, just I'm just allowing it to go to the animal organization. So you're basically you take the photos and you're donating them to the animals, and the animals don't have any rice coupons to share with you at this point. Is that what you're saying? Right. The animals aren't paying. I'm not getting paid. Uh, it's just you know, uh, 
and in fact, you know, there was a story about a hobbyist uh, some months back who was, you know, he was flying around his, his hobby aircraft, and he and he shot at uh, slaughterhouse in Texas, I believe it was, that was uh, dumping blood into the local river. Yeah, we ran uh, we ran that story at SUAS News, and that uh, definitely that went worldwide. Uh, a lot of a lot of companies picked that up. Uh, news companies. And the other thing, the good news with that one, and I don't know if you saw the follow-up story, is they're actually, I think, using some of those photos to prosecute the uh, the owners of the the principals of that uh, meatpacking plant. I don't. Did, did you catch that follow-up story? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was really it. It was you know from beginning to end, it was put to good use, and and I think that 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 is a good thing. That's a good thing for all of us. We, we didn't want. We as a as a society did not want that plant polluting that river, dumping blood in, and all that. You know, people are living there, and and uh, so yeah, it's it's you know we and, you know all all of us should be flying safely. We know this, and you know we don't fly over people, and and you know we fly within the the altitude limitations, and it's but this is this is not unlike you know it's just pretty much like a news helicopter. You know they could they could fly in and. They see something, you know, that they that they need to shoot, want to shoot, and people down there, you know, uh, so let's say it's a chase scene or something. The police are chasing the bad guys or whatever. Well, the bad guys don't want to be filmed either. But uh, you know, so long as it's being done safely, um, you know, what, what's the matter with it? Uh, yeah, and we, I would agree with that. Gene, do you do you have anything you want to add? I know, you know, Gene does a lot of volunteer work too. Gene. Yeah, and and as a 501c3, Steve, I know exactly what you're talking about because the FAA is kind of looking at us pretty closely. And the reason I got my 501c3 is that the IRS defines an uh, 501c3, a nonprofit, as a non-commercial entity. So I've got another government entity telling me that I'm not commercial. So that's why I went for that that avenue. Now we have in the past been contacted by the FAA and rather than being a commercial operation now, they're saying it's by intent. You know, is your intent other than a recreational process? Which, to me, it's, you know, you're you're in the whack-a-mole situation no matter what happens, no matter what you do, they're going to whack you on the head. So that's the kind of the thing that I've run into, and I'm sure you run into the same thing. Is that, is that a correct statement? Yeah, pretty much. It, it, what, what the what the deal really is in Pennsylvania is, like I said, the, the people that we're dealing with, they are very wealthy and they are very politically connected. And and in, in fact, when I was contacted by the FAA, they told me they had been contacted by the state police. And what's funny, in a kind of a dark way, is that the state police. I mean, literally, when we're out there, I mean, you know, I, I was uh, there was somebody did a hit and run on me where we. I had a little camera on my head, and we filmed, you know, so the the whole incident was filmed. People have pulled guns on us. They've shot in in our direction. They have assaulted us with weapons in this. And and the state police usually won't even show up because, like, (laughs) if we're off the road or whatever, they just just won't even show up. And then when they do, like the guy who did the hit and run, which was, was, it was so well documented by this little camera right on my ear, uh, I mean, he was moving fast. He purposely did it, and and they gave him like a few uh, like uh, standing traffic tickets, like parking tickets. The guy never even had to show up in court, and, uh, and I mean, he really whacked me. So uh, then, for the state police, rather than 
deal with people shooting over the road, shooting rifles. And in fact, on this property, you're not even supposed to shoot rifles. Um, in, instead of dealing with that, they go crying to the FAA, and the FAA comes off. It's just it's kind of crazy. It seems like in some cases our priorities are not quite in order. Yeah, um, we've seen uh, we've seen that before. Uh, I think we got something going on in the background, but we've seen that before. Things don't make sense. I know you said that uh, the club has since installed a helipad. Uh, non-charted helipad, which is which is kind of funny that they would go through that expense to try and bar you from flying. And I know also that you were uh, you guys were looking for uh, aviation attorney in uh, in in uh, Pennsylvania. Is that correct, Steve? Yes, we'd love to find an aviation attorney. Uh, if there's anybody out there who thinks they can help us out, they could give us a you know uh, they could email us at info at sharponline.org. Um, because we we could use an attorney there, and and you're right, they they built this helipad, and it, the the owner of the property also owns a pool company, and so they used pool tiles to build the helipad. It's it's something to see. It's a uh, and, and to the best of our knowledge, that thing has been around now for a number of months. Uh, we're, in fact, you're probably oh. looking over a year, and it has never ever had a single bit of traffic. Uh, right. So the only reason the guy put it up apparently was to then try and use it to say, "Oh, well, now you guys can't fly around here." Right. Well, you know, again, I mean, if it were me, I'm a hobbyist. I'm flying under AC ninety one fifty seven. Have a nice day, you know. Uh, but it does. Well, that's sound, pretty much what we said. Yeah. I mean, I'm not an attorney, but you know, if, until the animals uh, start coughing up some cash. Sounds like you're a hobbyist to me. The other thing with that is it sounds to me like, um, you know, uh, people are, are using political influence to, uh, you know, let's say kind of hide what they're doing. To me, you know, if you're doing activity, this is me personally, if you're doing activities uh, and you're kind of ashamed of other people seeing them or hearing about them, you know, you might want to do something else. That's me. Cookie that well, way. Well, if you... If you go to PA Shame, you'll see a lot of that. We, we literally, as we're filming, you know, at the entrances of these clubs, when our pe- people are filming there, people are coming in with masks on. Uh, it's, it's really strange the way it works. They are ashamed. They'll, they'll have their license plates oftentimes covered up, which, of course, is illegal to be on a public road with a covered plate, and the authorities have never, ever issued a single citation for that. So... Yeah, things get pretty wacky out there in Pennsylvania, and 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 we're used to the, like the problems with the state law enforcement. Uh, but when it when it gets to the FAA, that's you know I I was really really disappointed that federal would come in and try and cover for these guys, and I hope that it doesn't continue. Well, you know, I didn't have a lot of experience with uh, dealing with the federal government, but I will tell you, Steve, that there's plenty of room for disappointment. Uh, with people that supposedly represent you. And it's really too bad, you know, as a, that plucky, you know, kid with the gleam in his eye, the civics class and representative government and yada, yada. And the letters that I've seen the uh, now administrator of the FAA write back to uh, Congress people and whatever. I mean, if I was an elected uh, congressperson and I got a condescending letter like that, man, I'd be hopping mad. You know, I got, you know, half a million people voted for me to represent them in a district, and you're treating me like this? 
I mean, the problem is, my friend, is accountability. There's none. So, anyway, that's that's just you know part of the thing of uh, of being here and and, and uh, dealing with this. And uh, you know, it sounds like you're doing good work. I mean, I'm I'm not a uh, I got to be honest. I mean, I, I'm I'm not uh, I'm a vegetarian, but I'm not like you know uh, hard over on the animal rights thing. But I mean, you know, we don't want to. Uh, there's we should extend humanity to the animals. Personally, that's how I feel. But um, you know, someone did suggest too at the last talk I gave is maybe we should develop a, a small unmanned aircraft that flies like a bird, and they could shoot those. Makes sense. To me. <laughs> might, be, might be business for the future, you know. Yeah, um, you know, if they'd stop shooting those birds, maybe we'd bring in a bunch of little drones and we just let them shoot at them. That you know, that would actually be a sport. In fact, I guess it's a growing sport. There are people that are doing that. They've got these drones streaking across the shoot area, and they take shots at them. It's, and I've seen some video of it. It looked kind of fun. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not anti-gun. I own guns. But in this case, you've got people blasting away at hundreds of, of animals, and many of them are shot and left to die out in the countryside over hours or days. None of them are used. They're all just dumped like garbage. And, and we, I, do, I wouldn't have to be a, quote, animal activist to find that offensive. In fact, I, I'm a former hunter who was, is what got me to leave. I was a hunter when I saw it, and I was just outraged. And I finally decided I'd rather protect animals than kill them anymore. Right. Well, I think, you know, we, we threw out a business plan there for somebody in this field is, you know, you make make targets. You know, there's a business for you. You can make a few million bucks doing that maybe. And, uh, you know, so... That's really interesting, and, and and before we get into segment two, I, I, I wanted to ask you about this because, you know, we, we're going to talk about in segment two, we're going to talk about uh, Rise of the Drones, the NOVA program, which I just watched the other night. And I saw, you know, you were, um, the, the, you were interviewed on that. I don't really, you know, I don't want to give away the next segment, but let me say, I didn't really feel like they were focused on the good work you were doing more, it seemed to me, focused on the sensationalism of you being the first guy to be shot down. <laughs> it came away with a little bit of that thought. It, and it, it, yeah, I I would have done the show a little bit differently, but of course that's me. And uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate what they did. I, I would have done it a little bit differently. Right. Well, I mean, you know, you did get some uh, exposure. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know how much film they rolled on that one, and you had a, a pretty short piece. Um, but again, I didn't, I didn't really feel like uh, they were saying, hey, you know, here's a, here's a, uh, let's say a, a positive use for this technology. It was more like you, you were the first guy to get shot down. We're gonna have more of this in the future. Yada yada. I did hear you say, hey, I got a lot more. So it sounds like, uh, you know, you, you're prepared to collect the data that you need to collect and, um, you know, move forward. Anything else you yeah. want to add on that? Right, well, we were, you know, I'm going to continue to develop this. And somewhere down the road, you know, I think this this can be used for so many different things. Uh, search and rescue, um, uh, you know, environmental and just, uh, you know, it just, it really, it goes on and on. It's going to be... Uh, every day down the road a piece. This is going to be everyday usage. It's just going to be one of the tools that somebody doing any number of different tasks I think is going to have with them. And uh, 
because you know we're we're rather limited with our two legs on the ground. But all of a sudden, you can fly like a bird with a camera on. There's a lot of things that are going to be able to happen, you know, and disaster relief and stuff like that. Just finding people in places where you can't even take a boat sometimes if you've got flooding, just the nature of the environment. So it's it's almost limitless what can be done. So the the work that uh, that I and my friends are doing in order to put this together, I think, is uh, leading is helping to develop into something that a lot of other people are going to be able to use. Uh, and I concur with that. And that's one reason we had you on is uh, we like to highlight and showcase uses for this technology uh, besides military uses. Because we're yeah. you know, preaching to the choir over here. I mean, uh, Gene's been doing search and rescue for like almost nine years, right, Gene? You got that right, and I agree completely with the, the alternate positive uses. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, there's just so many. I, I always say this, too. I mean, I've heard of so many different ideas for, for uh, applications for this technology. It's uh, And and a lot of times, there's a few times I, I'm like, wow, hmm, I never thought of that. Man, that's a great idea. But I think until we get this common sense regulation, we're not going to really, uh, let's say, be able to realize the maximum uh, that this can do for people besides, you know, uh, feeding a hungry world and, you know, like the thing with the pig blood in the river. Hey, I'm a downstream neighbor. I don't want to drink that, man. You know, uh, there's a lot of things I don't I don't want to, you know, have to be subject to. And I think that this technology can help with that. So what that's going to do is that offers a segue into segment two here. And Steve, you're welcome to um, stay on board here and comment as we go through this. But, uh, you know, I've been talking to people in the community, um, talked to another gentleman last night, and we were talking about something else, uh, a couple other subjects. But, man, he uh, brought this one up. Not happy about Rise of the Drones. Gene, did you see the episode? I, as a matter of fact, saw it when it first ran and was just, I had to shake my head through the entire thing. Of course, I mentioned most of the, the warfighter uses of it, and they really got down into the into the dirty of targeting and putting the crosshairs on the individual. And, uh, you know, we've we've been lionized so much in the past as an industry. And uh, as usual, the, the top names are in there, the predators and those sorts of guys that carry munitions. And they were showcased. And they were showcased in probably the worst possible light they could for an unmanned aircraft. Even though they were protecting the warfighter, it's, it's still – and it is a reality. You know, you, you've got to give them that much. But it was portrayed in such a negative fashion that uh, it's going to – we're, we're going to all be painted with that brush. Yeah, well, you know, um, I mean, I, I have a, a lot of notes on that. I will say that I was very disappointed with the content and the slant. Uh, you know, they could have talked about some of the stuff that we had already talked about in this show. They did not. But, you know, being where we are now, and I mean, I've been, uh, you know, let's say I'm a veteran of some major publications and news outlets in, in the country and world, and I will say that, uh, you know, journalism has changed. The idea of, you know, Edgar Murrow smoking a cigarette and investigative journalism is done. Uh, most of these are people trying to write pieces, 500 words, capture your interest, you know, something kind of salacious. Uh, I need to sell this piece for $300. 
Um, that's how I make my living. Very few outlets still have you know reporters on staff and are doing the investigative journalism. Not that I'm trying to malign a whole industry, but you know we can we can all see that uh, out there reading the news every day. Now, even worse in this case, the Business Insider Gary sent me a link. The Business Insider contends that this episode was a Lockheed Martin funded infomercial. Okay. <laughs> And I guess Lockheed Martin is an underwriter or was an underwriter of this program or episode. I don't know for sure. Uh, the other thing that they said, uh, and I'm quoting, and comes dangerously close to advocacy. Okay. So it appears to me, to this stakeholder, that the advocacy has been, is or has been being pushed uh, towards this being a very controlled industry with very limited access to the national airspace system. Your thoughts, Gene? Yeah, you know, and, and PBS has always been one to uh, promote advocacy in a lot of different ways, and I, I think that's kind of paradoxical that they would say that, you know, that's exactly what the show was, because that's, they generally tend to advocate for the, the science and technology end of it. Uh, they tend to advocate for the things like Shark works for. So I yeah. don't understand, you know, if, if you can't advocate the other way or, or you know, I guess it's subjective. Uh, and it's a, and a very subjective sort of uh, opinion put toward it. Yeah, and I think in this instance it was a disservice, but I think it was probably a show that got a lot of ratings for them. Because uh, there are a lot of people that are scared of this technology, both with the military technology and the uh, privacy. But uh, on the other hand, I think they, they owe the industry a positive show to highlight people like uh, Steve here, what he's doing, people like you, you know, feeding the hungry world, maybe getting S, uh, USGS on there. Uh, I mean, there's so many positive uses for it. I, I was really disappointed. I got to be, I, I have to be honest. You know, it was sensationalized claptrap as far as I'm concerned. The scary killer Jones. Uh, you know, you have the guys in uniform indiscriminately rifling the target. The run of the Al-Qaeda leader's mug shots. The code pink protester. You know, uh, the thing that, the thing that really gets my go, and I get this is the other one that I was talking about earlier that I get all the time is people, well, what do you think about armed drones? You know, and I'm like, well, you know, I've never been an advocate of armed drones. I think it's a, uh, I've always thought we needed to make the the um, technology mature uh, before we start arming it. Um, you know, let's be smart about this. It hasn't really happened. The other thing is, is you know, and I was I was interviewed for a documentary back in August, and the guy said the same thing. What do you think about the armed drones? I said, well, you know, you got to realize a lot of people think it's a shadowy CIA thing, but this kill chain. You got to realize that the kill chain for the people that are, are, are these assassinations, mainly in other countries besides uh, Afghanistan, Pakistan, are signed off by the end of that kill chain goes directly back to the White House, and they are signed off. So you know, prior to the election, my thing was you don't like the the administration's policy, uh, killing people indiscriminately, then you got to vote them out of office. You change you know you you change the administration and you change the policies, but we're beyond that now. So this was this is something that's definitely an issue. It's never, I don't think, really been, um, you know, the connections really been made. But I think people have to understand that. I 
Personally, you know, we're helping the warfighter, Pakistan, gray area, border thing. Uh, the only problem I have is assassinating American citizens. Um, you know, yeah. Pat, if I could, if I could mention, um, I think, remember when they were trying to harness, uh, or really, I should say, tie down. They were trying to tie down uh, and kind of handicap the Internet. And and people just kind of stood up and they took charge. They said, it, it, you're just not going to do it. And, and people spoke up, and now a lot more people were involved in that. But this is, this is such a terrific technology that's being developed. Could it potentially be misused? Well, of course, just like anything else. You know, a baseball bat can be used to hit a baseball. It can be used to hit a windshield or a guy's head. But you don't, you don't ban them all. And I think with what you know, the work that Gene is doing, and I think the work that I'm, you know, that my, my friends and I are trying to do, and many other people, that we're, if we just, if we just push ahead as responsibly and safely as we possibly can, we're going to be able to show the world, and, and in large part by using the internet to get the word out, what these things can do. And 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 if we if we get it done the right way, I, then I think it's going to be a kind of an unstoppable force for good. For good, right? And, I, and yeah, and then you deal with the issues. If there's people who are misusing them, then yeah, then then those have to be dealt with. You pass responsible, you know, laws, timely laws, all that kind of thing. But but we just we have to forge ahead and, and try and, and kind of lead the way on this and show what positive benefits can come to all of us. Right. I agree with that. I, I just am a little disappointed we had you know a show like that come out and. Uh, you know, not put things in more of a positive light, but I think it's another good example of how the uh, the DOD guys are not really concerned about access to the NAS for everyone. And I do think that some um, some people are, uh, you know, been pushing the DOD guys first. They think they're going to be the ones going into the NAS, and I can you can obviously see that uh, people are, let's say, they have apprehension with that notion, but. You know, uh, we just got to do what we can, and that's kind of what we do here at SUS News. We try to talk about some of the positive stories. Same thing with a podcast. We're trying to enlighten people and uh, have them understand some of the possibilities or promise that this technology has. And and with that, I would I would tell everyone that they could come and join the conversation at Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. And talk about these subjects and other subjects and possible uses, positive uses for for this technology or different ideas that people may have um, that I haven't heard yet for for this technology. Um, I know you've know, got to have a, something to to add on on all that. We covered a lot of real estate there, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, was, that was one heck of a, a, a long-winded run-on statement, but uh, you're right. I, there's if we could get uh, a lot of these public agencies that are using them for for positive uh, uses, I think that would help. Uh, you know, to Steve's point, we've worked hard to try to get as much good information on the internet as we could, and it has come along. But to get some of these local agencies, the police, the fire, I think fire would be a great one to have them advocate the use and show what they've done with them. I think that would be a fantastic thing because fire. There seems to be some place in the United States that's burning all the time. So, you know, it might be that we should uh, contact some of these fire agencies and get some of those positive uses up. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. We, uh, I've, I've contacted our local uh, law enforcement and said, look, you know, you got to use, give me a call. <laughs> and and you'd be happy to happy to put it in their, you know, 
they've got a particular situation. I don't know what what might pop up, but uh, it's there. It's there if they if they you know if I'm in town and they think they have a use, we're we're ready to put it in service for them. And that's uh, that's nice that you would extend that to the people in your area. Now, I do uh, I did talk to a gentleman yesterday, uh, another guy that's done some uh, work with NASA, and they did um, uh, some fire studies with larger unmanned aircraft uh, a few years ago, and I, I have invited him to uh, come on to the show. And I'm going to follow up on that today and, and see if we can get him to come on in the future, because it really seems that, actually, I have to be honest, the... The shows, the podcasts that really proved to be the uh, the most popular, and we've been we've been doing this since May. The ones that really seem to be popular are the application programs. When we talk about um, policy or whatever, eh, you know, they're they're it's all right. But the ones that people really like are like when you're out in the field, like one of Gene's flying shows, very very popular. Uh, we had the NASA people on. That was that was the uh, the most popular show we've ever had, and it was it was science applications for this technology. And the numbers are so high that obviously people outside of this, I would say, community are interested in this technology. And it's kind of in, uh, refreshing and encouraging to me that you would have these types of numbers of people tuning in to listen to the positive uses of this technology. So I do think that uh, that is something that people thirst for. And uh, we're here to deliver. And, uh, you know, Steve, in the future, uh, if you guys are doing something, um, you know, this evolves into something, I would definitely say, you know, hey, contact us. Let us know what you're doing and, and uh, you know, send us press releases to, to, to print at the or publish at the SUS News website or possibly come back on the podcast, um, you know, in the, in the future if you're you're doing other stuff with this. Thanks, Pat. I will take you up on that. I very much appreciate it. Hey, no problem. I want to thank you for coming on today. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention was uh, last uh, in the last program, I, I may have been a little confusing. I was listening to it, but uh, if, if anyone got by mistake, when I was, I did say something about uh, all you needed was a driver's license to fly a, a light sport aircraft, and basically I meant as a in lieu of a Class Two medical. So I wanted to clear that confusion up. Um, Gene. Uh, anything that you would like to wrap up from today's program? Well, uh, I am going to try to absorb as much as I can here at this uh, AFCEA show. There's uh, a lot of exciting new technology. Going to be looking at the payloads, even though they are aimed at the military. I think that uh, this is going to be a good place to look for sensors, remote sensors, long lenses, that sort of thing. I think it's going to be a good opportunity for me to to see what we've got on the horizon, and uh, I would do the best I can to give you a full report and our listeners a full report on our next show. Yeah, well, that sounds good. And I mean, the other thing is, I mean, I hope people don't, I mean, I'm not against the military use of, of this technology. I mean, I work in that field and an ISR is one thing. Um, yes. I have no problem with that at all. Uh, I think they're perfect platforms for, for, uh, you know, uh, reconnaissance and surveillance and intelligence gathering. It's great. I'd like to just see the the uh, technology mature a little bit more before we're at, um, you know, so uh, upward and onward. And, um, you know, I guess we will reconvene next week and uh, we'll just continue this discussion. And until uh, until such time, I uh, hope everyone has a good week and uh, we'll go from there. Okay, Patrick, y'all have a good one and uh, we'll talk to you next week.
Sounds good. Talk to you later. Bye.